Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field. This week I traveled out to Ohio, went through uh, northern Indiana, come back down through Indianapolis, and uh, kind of did the Indiana crop report, I guess, from the, from the truck. And uh, pretty much most of Indiana was the same way. You drove from hot to cold. You kind of drove into some pretty good-looking crops and then some tough-looking crops. The tough-looking crops were an aftermath of a wet growing season. You could see a lot of uh, ponded areas, flooded out areas, and some nitrogen issues that were starting to show up out there itself. Ohio, we were in northwest uh, Ohio with the guys out there. Uh, like many places out there in Ohio, they had massive amounts of replant. We got to look at corn that was planted April, some in May, some in June for the first time, and some replanted in May and June. So as we looked at the yields out there, we surprisingly, we did some pretty good yield checks uh, in that 170 to 220 range. But due to the planting window, we're looking at corn that was already in the dough stage all the way back to pollination. So a lot of pollination was going on out there. Definitely the May and June stands uh, were the best. Uh, but that corn is 60, 70 days out to black layer. So I think I pretty much know what those guys are going to be doing. Come Thanksgiving, they're going to be eating their turkey in the combine. Uh, beans showed the effects of three weeks of pretty serious wet weather, upwards of uh, seven inches in a time frame where a lot of the plants were saturated and uh, turned yellow and, and stopped growing. Those short beans now are back green, but they're at the R5 stage, which means they're going to stay short. So pod load shows the stress of weeks of being yellow, uh, and while there's still hope for the corn, the short beans uh, are going to come up short out there in northwest Ohio. Locally here, we spent the balance of the week, uh, the first part north of Leroy, so between Leroy and Downs, I guess you would say in that area, north of 150, we actually had mud sticking to our shoes, uh, which is kind of cool, and we were checking corn in that 190 to 230 range, again, under where we typically would be checking it, but still some pretty good numbers. Beans are in the R4, R5 stage, uh, had pretty good pod set, just about all the fields we we're in. Uh, we did, as we talked about in past podcasts, due to that cool weather that we had that first week in August, we are now seeing white mold out in the field. Now, you can't see it from the pickup. you got to be out in the field. By this time next week, you'll be able to start to see something going strange out there from the truck itself. But right now, you got to be out in the field to notice the dead plants out there itself. We did travel then uh, on Friday down to the south of 136 where we just can't get any rain down there um where you'll check in rain here at one set our corn here at 170 to 210 um the beans in the light ground though uh in the area where no rain are starting to really take a beating due to lack of water uh spider mites and spider mites continue to be a threat in beans and corn We're actually seeing more corn issues with the spider mites uh we're probably not going to treat for them where we are in the corn but they are probably going to affect the amount of fill that we get out of this itself. So, again, the, the dry area is uh, still fighting the dry weather and trying to get something going here has just about been impossible. With the white mold, getting a number of calls, you guys wondering just how bad that white mold's going to be uh, as they're starting to see it out in the fields. Again, right now you can go out, 
and count plants. So you can count 100 plants or 50 plants. Uh, we're sitting here at this R4.5, R5.5 stage where we've got flat pods, maybe starting to put some beans on. And you can count the amount of infected pod-bearing plants. Now, there's always some runts out there. We don't put them in this count. But if you count 50 plants and 10% uh, have white mold showing up on them, the kind of the uh, uh, sticky white mold substance down there at the flowering a axis at the base of the plant, as well as now what you see is wilting leaves. So the leaves are wilting down. If that plant's infested, it's a goner. So at this stage, if you have 10% of your plants infested, that's a 10% reduction in yield. Uh, that plant is not going to put on uh, any pods that you can harvest, and unfortunately, we're late enough, the plants next to it can't make that up. One of the fields that we were in this week, it calculated at about 25% of the plants had white mold present on it, and there were flat pods. So that is a 25% reduction in yield. We just hope it's a 25% reduction from 100 bushel soybeans, but if it is 50 bushel soybeans, you'll have to take that kind of reduction off it. So there's nothing you can do at this point, but just be aware of where the white mold is and maybe how bad it could be in some of these fields so you don't get caught by surprise itself. Now the tip back in the areas where we're getting moisture is more sporadic, has to do with any issues at pollination and that type of thing. In the areas where we're dry, again here south of 136, um, the tip back is, is kind of an ongoing thing. So you can see the plants giving up some of that uh, ear fill on a daily basis and the not only the, the amount of kernels shrinking, but the weight per kernel is starting to back off too. But there is tip back, even when areas where we got rain, depending on when you're uh, hybrid pollinated and, and what kind of conditions are out there at that time. Now most of the beans we're in are coming into R5, so that means these fields are going to stop growing. Uh, unfortunately, they will stop growing, and if we didn't clean up all the weeds, the late weed flushes are now going to start to show up. So fields that were clean last week are going to start to get dirty, and they're going to continue to get that way as, as the weed population um, picks up above them. You know, the new weed of the month, I believe, is velvet leaf. We've got a lot of velvet leaf that's showing up now that's made it past our herbicide program. As we look at a lot of these, they are burnt. The main growing point was taken out and they're actually forked velvet leaf. So uh, one field yesterday we saw three forks on one velvet leaf that had basically come back from. So that's a weed we're going to have to deal with itself. Get some calls on what are we going to do with all these weeds that are showing up? Can we spray them now? What can we do? Unfortunately, if we spray them now, we're going to affect the fill of the bean and we don't want to do that. Your only options right now are to walk them out or cut them down with a combine. And I guess I would probably take the check, second choice on most of these fields. There's just going to be too many to walk out. Um, we're going to have to take them down with the combine itself. In a situation where, um, depending on the weed and what kind of trouble we can get into, if it's really, really bad, we can start to think about harvest aids down the road. Of course, we're too early for any harvest aids at this point itself. And starting to see some Diplodia ear rot in the corn. Uh, and a little bit of it's on the main ear, so you're going to find those ears that have dead husk and the white mold from the base of the ear all the way to the top. Uh, and uh, that'll depend on the areas that we're getting moisture during pollination. So that when those fresh silks are out there and it's uh, humid and raining like that, 
especially in your corn on corn, is where you can pick up that diplodia. Seeing most of it on the second ear. Now, due to our light populations and poor stands, we got a lot of holes in the stands that's leading to the poor ear count. Well, that's triggering a lot of second ears. So you see a lot of second ears out there in these lighter stands. The second ears have all aborted for the most part right now. And as they start to decompose after they abort, they become a kind of a perfect spot for the diplodi to get started. So what you'll see is an infected second ear that's been aborted and a dead leaf that's opposite and below the ear. So you can notice it'll be kind of sticks out if you're paying attention to it. You have that dead leaf out there. Now the diplodi infections on the second ear are really not a big deal when it comes to yield. Um, they're just feeding on that decomposing tissue there from that ear and but they do allow the diplodia to get in and become diplodia stalk rot, meaning that the stalks are going to uh, kind of be trashed than one node below the ear. So if you see a lot of dead leaves below the ear, that's your key that that field is probably going to, the top's probably going to tip out of it, uh, and you're going to have to run your snouts underneath it itself. So <clears throat> kind of gives you a head up. You may have good stalk quality at the ground, but you could have these plants breaking over right below the main ear. And we don't want them to break all the way off, so we need to keep an eye on it itself. Where we got the moisture, I think we still got good prospects uh, of a crop here going yet. And where we got the moisture, right now it looks like our May planted corn has the best ear counts, and I think potentially has the best shot uh, in yield perspective, meaning where we can keep those ear counts up there, 32 to 34,000. Uh, if we get a a September, October like last year, I'm going to put my money on the later planted corn itself. In the dry area though, um, we're really starting to put the bite to things. The April planted corn, even with the lighter ear count, I think is going to come out of there with more grain. Uh, we're going to be further along in the grain fill as the drought squeezes on some of this stuff that's uh, still late uh, blister, early milk. I don't think we're going to get depth of kernel and we're going to lose more tip itself. So in the dry area, I'm going to bet on the April corn in that situation. And I'm going to bet on the early planted beans as well, meaning that they're further along and I think we'll get better fill in itself. Um, as, as time goes on, we'll, we'll watch this and see how it pulls out itself. So again, I think we've got in general a pretty good crop. It's not again what we want, uh, especially the areas where it's raining. I think we got, um, you know, we got some really good prospects out there. Um, the areas that it's not, we're going to have to pay attention to stock quality, standability as this time goes on. And we'll see just how tough uh, the white mold becomes as uh, we add another couple weeks to this thing itself. So everybody, remember to share the rain with those that don't have it, like us here at Hayworth. Keep her safe, keep her moving.